Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information, or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. Hey friends, John Newton here, Rector of St. Michael's in Austin. Welcome to episode 5 of Calm Words for Anxious Hearts, a podcast that I hope will keep us all grounded and centered in this time of heightened anxiety. But one of the things I'm really present to at the moment is that for many, there is a greater threat to our well-being than anxiety at the moment, and that is loneliness. Social distancing is hard, and for many of us, it can feel downright depressing. And so the theme for today's episode is loneliness. And my hope is that by tuning into Jacob's story from the book of Genesis, we can all find a grace-filled word to heal some of that loneliness we may be feeling, as well as a reminder that we are never as alone as we think. A reading from the book of Genesis Chapter 28, verses 10 through 17. Jacob left Beersheba and went towards Haran. He came to a certain place and stayed there for the night, because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and lay down in that place. And he dreamed that there was a ladder set up on the earth, the top of it reaching to heaven, And the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And the Lord stood beside him and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie I will give to you and to your offspring. And your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south, and all the families of the earth shall be blessed in you and in your offspring. Know that I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Then Jacob woke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. Here ends the reading. In this journey we call life, I think we are all more familiar with loneliness than we would like to admit. Life can feel scary and overwhelming, and no matter how tight a schedule we keep, there inevitably comes a time when there's no project to finish or friend to call, and maybe we're told that to be a responsible citizen, we literally can't see our friends or our family, and in those moments, life can feel very, very lonely. I think Jacob is a great person to have as a companion in moments like this. And in that passage you just heard read, Jacob, he's definitely having one of those I'm alone and scared kind of moments in his life. 
Now, to be honest, Jacob does kind of deserve it. Like many of the characters in the book of Genesis, Jacob's not the best model we have of clean, moral living. To give just a little context, Jacob has just manipulated his starving brother Esau out of his inheritance and lied to his blind father to steal Esau's blessing. Esau then makes a plan to kill his brother, but Jacob catches wind and he runs away from home. And that's where the reading you just heard picks up. Jacob is on the run. He has no friends to journey with him. He's lonely and scared. And so taking a stone for a pillow, a clear symbol for how hard his life has become, Jacob falls asleep feeling the full weight of his loneliness and his isolation. But that night, Jacob has a dream in which he comes to see that a mysterious stairway connects the heavens to the earth and that God's realm has broken into our world. Jacob then realizes that God himself is standing beside him, and in that moment, he receives a promise. Know that I am with you wherever you go, and that in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. In other words, God's message to Jacob is that the meaning of his life is much bigger than his private drama and much bigger than the loneliness he is experiencing, and that his life is a hugely important piece of a much larger story, that his life is part of God's story. And this is what God wants Jacob to know, that even in those moments when the evidence would suggest otherwise, moments when he feels alone that God is standing beside him and that God is with him and that his life is eternally significant to God. Know that I am with you wherever you go, God says. And of course, God with us, this is what the Bible is all about. Whether God is walking with Adam in the Garden of Eden or dwelling with Israel in a tent during their 40 years of wilderness wandering, the overarching theme of Scripture is God's great desire to dwell with God's people. God with us is what we celebrate every Christmas when we listen to the words of the angel, The virgin shall conceive a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God with us is what we celebrate each Easter when we listen to the words of our resurrected Lord, Behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And of course, if you listen to the last episode of this podcast, you'll recall the words of Revelation 21, see the home of God is among mortals, he will dwell with them. You see, the point being made is so important and so crucial for us to understand, especially right now. Namely, that even when we are not in the physical presence of other people, or when we are, but for whatever reason, they don't have the capacity to understand us or see us fully. In other words, whenever we feel alone, the great truth of the Christian gospel is that we are not alone. God is with us. And so as we journey through life this week, there are two things I want us to keep in mind. 
First, whenever we have a Jacob moment, when we get scared and lonely and it feels like we don't have a true friend to journey with us, we can be reminded that we are never alone. That this same God who stood beside Jacob, he stands beside us. God's realm has broken into our realm, meaning that we are never as disconnected or alone as we may think, feel, or perceive. There is an invisible world that we do not see, and it surrounds us on every side. And what that means is that God can meet us anywhere. For Joseph, it happened in a prison. You can read more about his story in Genesis chapter 39. You know, Joseph, he was under a mandatory quarantine of sorts. This was a shelter-in-place situation that Joseph did not choose or foresee. It was called the Egyptian prison system. But one night, God came and stood beside Joseph as he was all alone in that cell, much like he did for Jacob many years earlier. And so for Joseph, it happened in a prison. For Jacob, it was by a stone as the sun was beginning to set. For the prophet Elisha, it was a solitary cave. These are the places where all alone in their loneliness, they met the living God. And so I wonder, where will it be for you this week? Where will God come and stand beside you? For God's choice is always to stand beside God's people. And at any moment, that veil can be removed so that we see what Jacob did, that we are not alone and that the gate of heaven is much closer than we think. That is the first thing to remember this week. But then there's this other piece. In seeing God stand beside him, Genesis tells us very clearly that Jacob is afraid. You see, Jacob goes from being afraid because he is alone to being afraid because he's not. In other words, Jacob's fear is transformed whenever he sees that his life is part of a larger story, that his life isn't about his private drama at all but that God is using every piece of his story as part of a larger narrative to bless the entire world. And so with that said, here's the tension I want you to try holding this week. With your left hand, hold tightly to the truth that your private story, your pain, your fear, the way COVID-19 is impacting you and the people you love— And by that, I mean both the big problems and the small inconveniences. I want you to hold your personal problems in your left hand, knowing, trusting, and believing that it matters deeply to God. Your story, your fears, your loneliness, the events unfolding in your life, they all matter. And so with the spirit of self-compassion and faith, I want you to hold your personal problems to not minimize them or do the whole, it could be much worse routine. Don't minimize anything you're experiencing at the moment. It matters. It's hard. God cares. Hold that with your left hand. But with your right hand, without dropping or minimizing what's in your left hand, I want you to hold the fearful and wonderful knowledge that your life and what's happening in our world right now 
is much bigger than you, that this is all part of a larger story, and that in the fullness of time, God will work and weave every piece of what's happening to you and to this world into a larger story where the whole world gets saved, healed, and put back together. For we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, Paul writes in his letter to the Romans, to those who are called according to his purpose, for we know that all things work together for good. Now to hold both of these truths at the same time, it won't be easy and it will not take our loneliness away, but it will ground our loneliness in a larger story. And so again, try holding these two things together this week. With your left hand, acknowledge that what's happening to you matters tremendously because you matter tremendously. And with your right hand, know that what's happening to you is a small part of a much larger narrative where God will one day prove victorious over the forces of sin and death. And so let me end by saying this. I do know that life right now can feel like a struggle, and that might be an understatement. You know, at some point in life, we all find ourselves, metaphorically speaking, sleeping on a stone. But at some point, to be a disciple of Jesus is to say that our private drama is not the full story, that there is a ladder that connects heaven to earth, and that our journey is not about climbing up that ladder, but about waking up to see that God has climbed down and to know it is not just a dream, that God's choice is to be with us, to stand beside us, and to teach us to stand beside each other, all as characters in the most hopeful story ever authored about a God who has promised to save and heal the whole world. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray you so to guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all the cares and occupations of our life we may not forget you, but may remember that we are ever walking in your sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.